2: The Slaughter Podcast will be discussing topics that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're still listening, then I'm pretty
3: sure your parents are disappointed in you.
2: (laughs) So, episode two of Slaughter, we're back. It's Lucy. And And Emma. Have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been good. Kicked off with some voodoo action over Halloween. Yes, yes, we went out. We went out to celebrate episode one being recorded we went out for Halloween we didn't dress up because we're lazy but I loved it it really took us back to New Orleans New Orleans yeah it was like um, like a bluesy sort of night wasn't it and kind yeah. of an art gallery which was cool
3: it definitely was I was getting the New Orleans vibes with the voodoo things which is kind of cool because again that's another place where our murder interest really kick started
2: yeah yeah but well, we we um we were staying at a hostel in uh, cause we travel around Florida and we'd move up to New Orleans listen I'm talking to you now <laughs> I'm not telling Emma this and um we went to we were in New Orleans for two days is that right maybe two nights three days two nights three days um and we befriended some random girl who was there, like really like 18 or something wasn't she yeah. was there on campus. something too young for fun <laughs> too young for fun and we took like we went out on the day we said oh do you want to hang out with us so we went out for the day but Emma and I really wanted to go to the museum of death so we went straight there <laughs> pretty much um, I think we were there before it even opened, we? we? were, we
3: had to kill time while the Museum of Death opened, because we were so eager. <laughs> yeah, and then we went in, and we were in there for a good two, three hours, and it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, loads of, like, correspondence from, like, John Wayne Gacy, Charles Manson. Yeah, actu-
2: although, are we allowed to say that? Because he was like, no photos, don't reveal what's in here, but it was amazing it's worth seeing it's definitely worth going I could have spent longer there there were like death masks and stuff of like people who passed away I, I thought it was brilliant yeah. I'd go again recommend it so anyone
3: who's listening close to New Orleans go to the Museum of Death it's amazing and the owner
2: is well worth chatting to yeah he knows a lot about a lot um, I watched the Marianne Cotton documentary on my TV that came drama around. Drama, yes, drama, not documentary. Uh, I was expecting a documentary, but then you did tell me it was a drama. Um, it was okay, it was okay. They definitely went with the babies died by accident. Right. Uh, the first babies. Um, Jane mattress on a Mattress made in a was he Was
3: he hot, was he worth it's it? kind of like
2: ruggedy, kind of like, I'm really cool, you probably want to shag me. See, I couldn't watch it, I was like... I know they're going to ruin it. I'm too close to the story now. (laughs) Yeah, it was your tale. Uh, I'm going to watch the second one. She, I mean, she doesn't, nothing about her previous life. Has she done any poisonings yet? Yeah. And is she, like,
3: is the the perspective that she's doing it because she hates them? Because she wants money? It's like, more like she's desperate. She's desperate. Oh, so Defe- they're, they're definitely feeling desperate. the same.
2: She's not an unlikable character in the drama. Like See? They're, they're trying to make her sort of... It's not hard! Yeah, they're trying to make her like, likable, but they're also... uh, Yeah, I mean, I sh- she's pretty bad though, isn't it? I mean, she's not killed any babies yet. Oh no, she has, So she started killing children. She's moved in with that guy, the, the one who lost his wife, and his sister, and his sister hates oh, her. Oh, yes. But I was a bit like, well, where's the past life? Where's And um, I was watching it with my fiancé and he kept saying, well, that wasn't in the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I obviously listened to our podcast and that wasn't in the podcast. So that was quite funny. Oh, they didn't mention that in this podcast I listened to. And I was like, oh, what podcast is that? And he was like, oh, Slaughter. you might have heard of it. Lol, 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 loving that. It doesn't sound cooler the more you say it. No, <laughs> no. Like, I mean, we were like just proper sad days. I was just chuffing up myself. God, kind of, like I got a podcast. Right. So this week
3: we're bringing you two new murder stories. Um, I'm going to update it slightly and bring us into the 80s, 1980s.
2: Or uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going from
3: the eight. 80- True. I was in the 80s last week too. Um, yeah, from the 1880s to the 1980s. We're going forward. Um, I've got a gentleman murderer. Oh. Not a gentleman. Just that he's a man. No, I've got a man as well. Is he time. a gentleman? Uh, definitely not. Oh. Maybe that could be next week. Two total theme. shits this week. <laughs> Proper knobheads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine is batshit crazy. Really? Like, he is... When you think of Psycho Killer, like... He's everything. He's out the box, bizarre, um, which is kind of why I found it interesting. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so, have I drawn the short straw?
2: Yeah, I, I feel I feel a bit scared this time because you're going first. I feel like I'm. He- you can't control me. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm headlining, and I'm like, but you're the main event. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't cope with the pressure. I'm the warmer packed <laughs> like, Well, so I'll
3: warm you up the first. Pres- the pressure's on. I'll warm you up with the burning loins of Anthony Paul Anderson. Ooh. So there is um, another Anthony Anderson who was a murderer in the same sort of time period, late 1980s, and he sort of got notoriety um, by, well, not notoriety, but he also then, whilst in prison, um, campaigned for the end of maximum... Uh, so minimum life sentences, sorry, like minimum sentences. Because yeah. complaining against that sort of campaigning to Supreme Court about that. Um, so if you search Anthony Anderson, it's likely that he will come up. But um, this Anthony
2: Paul Anderson is um, he Anthony Paul Anderson or Anthony Paul Anderson? Neither.
3: Anthony first name, <laughs> middle name Paul, last name Anderson. Right. Okay. Um, that's just a different shape from if you try and research. And you'll probably find the other one and um, so most of my information is coming from a book called men of blood by a guy called elliot layton who is um definitely got the credentials to talk about this and um, there's also a couple of other books that have referenced this murderer but apart from that pretty scarce so if anyone else has any sources i'd be interested to know so let's start you off so Anthony Hansen born 1967. Yeah. So his mum called Zoe and his dad Richard. Um, then his mum left where he was born. Yeah, his mum left UK. And his dad then became depressed and drink and all the children went into care. So Anthony whilst in care was described as being very disruptive, unmanageable, wild behaviour. Um, and he was only in care until he was 16 when he um, left his foster home. So he then somehow managed to, as a disruptive child of the system, got a job but with the National Association for Care and Rehabilitation of Offenders. Oh. Which seems bizarre. So he's helping people who've yeah. offended. By driving the bus. <laughs> um, But still, an odd position to be in. He's around a lot of um, people who have committed acts Mm. that he possibly is inspired by at this point. Um, So by the age of 21, he has a whole string of convictions. He has burglary, theft. It also lists deception, which I'm not quite sure how you can be convicted (laughs) of deception. I'm arresting
2: you for deception.
3: Yeah, a very old British thing. Lying.
2: To people's
3: um, faces. Criminal damage, arson, and he was well known in his community as being a compulsive liar. That he would just he was one of those people that would just bullshit a story to try and impress you. Like everything that came out of his mouth was, Oh
2: yeah, well I rode a giraffe yesterday. <laughs> They're one of those people who always tries to one-up you when you've got a story and they've always got yes. something better. I hate those Something people. bizarre. Um so by
3: 1985 he had spent um, a couple of years in prison for aggravated burglary and when he came out he went to live with his mum again for about two weeks before she was like you are nope it's not specified what the problem was just that she couldn't handle him couldn't handle his behavior so something odd happening so he went to go and live with his dad then who was in a housing association situation, which was meant for people with disabilities, primarily. And two of the neighbours in this disabled housing association estate would become two of his victims <sighs> later. Um, his neighbours Raymond Faversham and Marcus Mont would be two people that he targeted within this place. So um, not exactly...
2: You never picking know. on people his own size. You never know who's living down the street from you. Well, he shouldn't have been there. And you'd think you kind of, if you've got a neighbour, you kind of think that's safe, don't you? Like if someone comes knocking on the door, you're like, oh, well, it's one of my neighbours. And I guess you never know. Yeah, but um, so
3: while he was there, he was found out. He searched for and found his granddad, and he discovered that he had been. He served 3 years in prison for incest with Anderson's <gasps> mother Zoe. So that what so his daughter yeah so oh. his granddad shagged his own daughter He oh, was Anderson's mum. No. His granddad was his dad basically. Nah. Not confirmed. This was Anderson's strong belief. He found out about the incest charge and from then on was convinced that his granddad was his dad. I mean it's possible but Um, It was denied strongly by his dad, Stasis Petrov, Mm. a Lithuanian, came over to England. Um, But he tried to strike up a relationship with his granddad, convinced that he was his dad, and he kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, the fact that he was his dad, that his granddad's wife, Elsa, just said, look, you're creeping me out. I don't want you here anymore. She said she was too frightened of him coming around, being aggressive, being talking about... Um, claims of his sexual prowess, claims of assaults he'd committed, and she wasn't having it. Yeah, Sorry. fair play, fair play. He wasn't allowed there anymore. Um, so after this time, um, he started sort of amping up his criminal activity and basically just spending his time committing theft and make, becoming more and more violent in the thefts. Until he worked up to his actual murders, um I think that's something that you see in like yeah, a few serial killers that you sort of do like little test attacks or maybe quite often like
2: killing animals, yeah, um, and then, like it's quite often it's sort of rape to murder, isn't it, but that's usually if there's a sexual component and there's yeah. something that they find exciting about that, but or like just aggression to murder so is this more like the aggressive side and it was kind of
3: yeah a little bit but I think I mean these were just two of his the first two murders are the, these um, Raymond Faversham and Marcus Montt who lived in this housing association area and were disabled for various different reasons that we'll get into and I think they were sort of like easy targets for him yeah. to build up to his next victims which were the main target of his aggression Okay, he to. sounds delightful. He does sound great. And the real <laughs> fun is going to come in his interviews um, when he really lets you see the wormhole of his brain. Oh, God. Um, so it all came to a head around the late August. So, 25th of August in 1987, he had been out one night drinking. He was walking back home and saw that his neighbour. Raymond Faversham, his front door wasn't unlocked. Now this guy was an ex school teacher, now alcoholic. Oh. Oh, that is like
2: the I mean, future
3: of all of us at this point. I know. Which which ex teacher have I'm you heard? saying Oh, because I'm thinking that, that could be me. If the alcohol doesn't take you, dementia will,
2: so <laughs> take your pick at this point. Um So he just kind of gone got in going straight for for a drink left his door unlocked
3: yeah well so he was he was an alcoholic um, he was a bit of a hoarder it sounds like like when they came to find his body the police said that it took ages because his house was so full of empty bottles and just rubbish that they couldn't even get in at yeah. first so I don't think he was taking good care of himself or his house no and it wasn't so locking a door I don't think he gave a shit driven to it by the naughty kids this is what they bring us to for sure. <laughs> um so um he was drunk and asleep when he took it when he went in so Anderson did the meanest thing he could think of killed him no he stole his microwave A
2: clock and <laughs> stole mam- his microwave microwave and a clock no more micro meals for
3: you buddy meals on wheels are gonna have to turn around <laughs> <laughs> he's coming here Um, he's stole those and he sold them (laughs) yeah
2: um, change the radio dial (laughs) take the toothpaste swap it with the brill cream yeah but i mean this was
3: actually his undoing because it was only for the fact that he was caught selling these items that drew the police's attention to anderson and later finding out about these murders so what did he take the, the microwave and the microwave and a clock he took and then he tried to I sell mean... them and the police um spoke to him on the next night about the fact that he'd stolen these oh he also went back the, after, the next night and threw a dustbin through this guy's window
2: oh just didn't get much for the microwave obviously yes. i mean lo-
3: screw you locals were saying that he they'd witnessed sort of like a bullying a harassment of um Faversham for a long time, that he would come back drunk and sort of pick on this guy. He was pretty helpless, to yeah. be honest. Um, so the Saturday, um, the police went round to his house to speak to him just about these stolen goods. I mean, not great, but we're not talking, you know, serious armed police SWAT team coming in they went to speak to him and Anderson completely freaked out, refused to come to the door and the police had to force themselves, break a window and come in and forcefully arrest him um, when literally they'd gone around to question him about it Um, so originally Anderson said I've bought the items, I can sell them Um, and then after a second interview admitted okay I did do it, like it doesn't take much to break this guy and they were like, "Aha, deception! You're under arrest." Exactly. <laughs> There's the deception. Um, so he was just charged with um, burglary, criminal damage, and he was released on bail. Yeah. Um, but this—I mean, looking hindsight is 2020. He'd been released on bail, but he had already begun to kill at this point, <gasps> and he would end up murdering four people in total in about the same number of days
2: oh, in four days pretty much so he was just like nothing for a long time and right right i'm gonna get out yes yeah, like, it happened something um, flipped and he's like
3: i mean the this community know the community seemed to know a lot more about them when they conducted interviews with neighbors and things you they saw the pattern of this amping up they said he would do bizarre things like he would put a devil mask on Invite people into his house and then jump out to scare <laughs> them. Like, that was one of his favourite things. That's quite that funny. He would get someone to come around his fat and then try and scare them. He would also <laughs> often say that he'd murdered people. Like he'd get drunk and say that he beat people up and killed them, that he killed people in a nightclub, that he dumped bodies here. Um, and people just thought, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you're bullshit. You're nuts. And so. Also, a week before, he told local children that he was going to kill his second victim, uh, Marcus Lamont, who was also disabled after a motorcycle incident and was in a wheelchair. So he was just bragging to right, randoms. Yeah, he had. He seemed to be having some uh, sort of problems with this Lamont. Some like they said that
2: they had a volatile. Um, they didn't get on so he's not trying he's not good at covering his tracks he's not trying no, he's not, not trying not to get he, caught. yeah
3: he's not trying not to get caught he really doesn't care heart on he his was, sleeve after being released this on is bail, me yeah after being released on bail he was going around the pubs and every time he would say goodbye he'd say oh i'll see you tomorrow if i'm not doing 25 to life by then <laughs> he would try and pick up women by saying oh um can i sleep with you tonight because i might be going to prison for life like, he was very open about the fact that he, he would just tell people, I've met people, I'm going to prison. But who fucking does that? If someone yeah. says to you, oh, by the way, I'll see you tomorrow because I might be going to prison, you're like, of course you're not. Like, you, that's ridiculous. I might get 25 to life tomorrow. Maybe
2: he's making it so obvious he's trying to throw everyone off. He's like, oh, but he couldn't. Yeah. It. It's like if you had, like, a gold brick in your front garden, you'd be like, oh, there's my gold there. Everyone would be like, yeah, all right, that's fake. It's no the double
3: bluff, is yeah. Like, if I say it loud enough Although then, what
2: kind of women are you picking up with that child <laughs> I'd well, love to see the kind of well I lady. would love
3: to see what it looked like like I said the research has been confined to quite obscure sources and I'm desperate to see a photograph of this guy I want to know what kind I mean of-
2: no matter how hot he was if he came up with that as part of his pickup up line of like no
3: <laughs> is that is that a sort of like an indicator of how sing, on a scale of how going single well, are you yeah. from in a relationship to desperately trying to find photographs of serial killers to see how hot they are but if it's
2: all going well with the guy in a bar you know you're getting on you're chatting up they just drop in there that they've murdered a few people I mean that that's call it a day see you later get my coat <laughs>
3: like... I'm pretty lucky it hasn't happened already
2: I mean I'm playing... I think you'd probably go back with them like oh, tell me more oh. <laughs> Not if they'd murdered someone. No. If
3: they're like, I know about some murders.
2: (laughs) That's you. That's that's not much better. I know about some murders. Want to come back to my um? So well, maybe if I'd
3: met Anderson, (laughs) things would have been different. Um, he also again tried aggressively. Um. Sort of targeting um, his second victim Marcus, uh, Marcus he threw a cast iron gutter through
2: his window as well. Oh back in the day we had cast iron gutters, I, I mean you can't get that shit anymore.
3: So this all happened that last weekend in August 20, uh, 27th, 28th Monday the 29th the police had found both of the bodies of the So two it was two neighbours Yes, so Raymond Favisham the alcoholic school teacher God rest his soul um, was found in his bedroom under a pile of clothing. He had been stripped, and he had been um, tied up with his clothes that had been taken oh. off him. Um, he had been repeatedly stabbed um, with two knives, um, which one of which was inside his body. Oh. They found, retrieved it from the body. Um,
2: the yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way he's trying to hide anything. He should left a murder weapon no, there. He obvious. had, um, he
3: had taken over 500 stab wounds. His intestines were found outside the body.
2: Oh god!
3: There was also um, used condoms and
2: <gasps> So there was a sexual element. Yes,
3: so they think so. Um, it was almost like he had just had a go at everything like i just when someone that i one of the pathologists had mentioned that she had never seen that number of stab wounds on somebody and just the ferocity with which they'd obviously been given suggested she believed that this could only have taken been given by someone who was mentally deranged yeah like it is pure sadistic killing there is no it's not a crime of passion. It's not a revenge killing. It's just mutilating that body in any way that he can think of. In quite yeah. a childish, like, oh well, just stabbing it up, like,
2: like not seeing them as human. And comp- I yeah, mean, it's completely no, mental. There's health, no art
3: to it. There's no finesse <laughs> yeah. to stabbing someone five hundred times. That's no. just like mashing your peas, like when you're done. Oh, it's not. It's not great. Um, the second body was also found Marcus Amont, um was found in his living room again multiple stab wounds um, again using his crutch to um, mutilate him with he had cigarettes found in various orifices <gasps> and he had just again the childishness the weird childish prank he had his watch and keys had been thrown on the roof of his house. Almost as if, like,
2: But he was in the hole. Yeah,
3: almost mm. as if, like, Anderson had been like, Oh, here's a little joke. I'll throw your keys on the roof. Like, when you know when someone throws your keys under your car, so yeah. you can't get in. But then it just, again, the logic doesn't add up. Like, He's not going to be that pissed off about his keys. I think he's more concerned about the stabbing.
2: Yeah, the guy with the knife. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, like that. Little I'm
2: trying to get out the house. <laughs> the irritating
3: prank is the least of his worries yeah. when he's trailing his intestines around the floor. And um, so incredibly brutal. But it's terrifying what they must have gone through. That oh yeah, God. Um, so absolutely awful. Um, then shortly after. Um, they found, sorry, the 2nd of September then. So this was then the Friday. So Monday to Friday, it took sort of a few days for them to find the next few bodies. Yeah. So these two completely, like I said, mutilated, did all sorts of things to them. And it was almost like, like I say he was just throwing anything at them, sort of playing with them, like yeah. toying yeah. with them. And like I said before, leading up to what I think were the real targets.
2: So this isn't even the real targets.
3: Oh, God. Um, which, could you guess who they might be? Women? Um, his granddad, I think, is oh, the one. His granddad his, is who his, believed to wife. be his father. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the third they found was his granddad's wife, Elsa. She was found, again, on the Friday, so like a week later. in And it was only because the police had gone round to their house to ask... Um, questions about his general behavior so they knew they had anderson in custody they'd found these two mutilated bodies and it took a week before they went to speak to his family i mean i don't know what the process is but i was thinking surely you'd have knocked on their
2: door i mean he lived he lived with his
3: dad he had moved into that area to sort of stalk his granddad at this
2: point only like 21 22 no so born in 67 this was eight
3: yeah so about yeah like 21 22. So it's
2: not like he's like an old man who's kind of lived independently for a long time. No. Yeah you'd think you'd be straight round. Well although it was his granddad I suppose but yeah, yeah. so
3: they went round granddad to Dad. try and speak to her and they found her dead in the kitchen. Cause of death was head wounds <gasps> and with the murder weapon still protruding from her head Aww. as she had been.
2: Oh, the head as well. That's An axe
3: to the easy. head. <gasps> An yeah. axe, but no other obvious mutilation. So that was that suggests it was more he'd gone there to kill that person. One strike. He out. hadn't. He wasn't. It wasn't a product kill. He wasn't trying to enjoy her body afterwards. He'd gone because he wanted to, to kill her. Basically. Yeah, that was like get rid. Yeah. Um. And then again, bizarre things found afterwards. It like when he killed someone it's as if it wasn't clear what his plan was. He'd ransacked rooms. His his tie was found in the toilet. What? Screw this
2: formality
3: <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he thought, I'll flush my clothes clean and <laughs>
2: After the tie, I realise it doesn't work. This is not a formal occasion.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Casual, where only.
2: Good day. It,
3: no, no. Th- th- I
2: mean, there's no sense to that, is there? There is no sense no to that. No sense. It.
3: He was just leaving
2: all sorts of. I mean, that's a manic of w- episode or. You know, leaving a trail episode. of
3: bullshit behind him. Yeah. Like, you could just follow the wake of it. He was leaving, like. Here's a watch. Here's some keys. Here's my tie. Here's an ax handle. Like, well,
2: I assume there's no attempt to clean up. Yeah, or no, no attempt bl- to clean yeah. up.
3: No attempt to cover his tracks. He was just blustering through wildly yeah. doing these things. And so, um, last of all, they found his grandfather Stas's pet.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
3: Rob, who has out in his allotment, um, and he had been gagged and also beaten to death with a sledgehammer. Oh God. Um, So again, his death is caused by head injuries, and in annoyingly, Anderson had boasted previously to his arrest to people down the pub that he had looked inside his granddad's skull and saw that it was looked like baked beans. He was going mm. around telling people that and nobody... Like, again, if someone came up to you and said, ''Oh, my granddad's brain looks like baked beans,'' I don't know that you would think, oh, I'd best ring the police. I think you think, this guy's crazy. Yeah, yes, like,
2: this guy is crazy. All right, do under the another pint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just leave me alone, go away. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, that's crazy old McGee over there. Yeah.
3: I mean, there's absolutely no... Rumbling to himself. It wasn't a difficult case for the police once the bodies had been found, because there was so such... I mean,
2: he's got a social, I He's always down that pub,
3: like. <laughs> yeah he's making the most of his free time
2: telling the tales of murder down there Um,
3: but yeah there was a complete wealth of physical evidence he's the only person that linked them like there was no one else the chase was non-existent it was his name it's like he just signed it me Um, but then the interview process and the ultimate confession was drawn out that's where the effort had gone because he was such a f- knobhead to talk to. <laughs> um So he was would... He's
2: done four murders. He's such a knobhead. <laughs> because
3: like, you know, like if you're telling off a child at school, like, if they punch punched someone, like I will be more angry if you try and pretend you didn't. Like, if you yeah, said to me, yeah, admit. I punched him, I'd be like, okay, then, like, here's your punishment, let's get on with our lives. If you're going to lie to me, I'm going to, like, keep going at you until you cry.
2: Like, Yeah, it's so much more satisfying when someone's in a murder and they're like, I hold my hands up, you got me, I'll tell you everything. Yeah, because it, it's frustrating yeah. for everyone to not have the answer just like come on just admit well not even that we caught you just admit not
3: even that he was refusing to speak he was more than willing to speak he was just leading them a merry dance the whole time so the first couple of days he i mean he was obsessed with black magic he would keep saying the police would ask him a question and just say well you don't know fuck all about black magic as (laughs) if it has relevance he had with him a deck of cards and he would do sort of like tarot reading and say, oh, here's... This card
2: means that there's four bodies out there. And... <laughs> he was loving it. Because yeah. the people in the pub are like, yeah, yeah, okay, mate. These guys have to listen to him. Yeah, he's, he was... getting his time to shine. They would
3: ask him questions and he would give a completely unrelated answer. Like, they would ask him about his relationship to a victim and he would say like, oh, yeah, I'd love something to eat. <laughs> like, he was just not... Following, he barely lucid even. Um, he claimed that his the reason he'd done it was because his brother was shagging Margaret Thatcher. Um, he claimed then eventually he led onto the incest mm. and said that he was sort of it was revenge against his granddad. He said that his mother was also involved. They'd done it together. That he'd killed two and his mum had killed two, and. It just went on and on and on and around in circles. He would just talk and monologue and p- pull cards and be absolutely ridiculous. Um, eventually, he, st- he talked about his insanity and his words were, he, um, he said, it's a word for somebody like me is not too sure about oneself. And I know it's personality disorderment or summit." i've had it for a long time through my life and i smile for no reason i've had it whilst i've been in prison with the supreme knowledge of anthony paul anderson the reason is telepathic it whizzes through my head through all the doubts through all the bad things i might have no memory but it goes at the speed of light and it is just it's nonsense isn't it Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the fact that not only did he say it, and someone had to listen to it, that then <laughs> yeah. someone had to some, go home at the end of the day. sod <laughs> has made transcripts of all of oh that God. to the point of his even his um, dialect has been transcribed. And I just think, oh my goodness, like he, it was not worth the breath it took to say. No, never mind the time it took to write it down. <laughs> um, so um, he claimed he, he also then went on a weird monologue about how he wanted to bring back hanging and that he'd committed these murders as a protest because what he'd done was so bad that people would demand he was hanged and therefore hanging would be brought back and that was his whole, whole aim
2: uh, of course I mean it's, yeah I mean get him in line <laughs> I don't know like there's, there's just being just a martyr know. and there's being like <laughs> yeah.
3: Did you really need to shag him, though? No. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> If we're looking at... If you'd have asked the average man on the street, what would it take for you to want to have this murderer hanged?
2: hound? It's commitment to a cause.
3: Yeah. Like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm... Like, yeah, commitment to a cause. I mean, how...
2: I'm just going to murder these four to my family. This Two disabled people. It's for the cause. <laughs> <laughs> to um, get this point across.
3: He was a fan of Hitler... He was hireling Hitler left, right and centre during these interviews because he was a Catholic and so was Anderson and together they were going to haunt the police officers. It was... I mean, I can't even... He said he was famous because he'd been on Concord.
2: And, and he's obviously not... I can't even find him on the internet. <laughs>
3: no! Like, I'm sorry, but Concord's dead and so are you. Like, we have no clue. Um... And then finally, on the 7th of September, so after a week of, I mean, full days of interviews as well, like just hours of babbling, um, he finally admitted that he'd killed them. He took the police to where he'd hidden the knives. but they were like, thank God. Um, Yeah, and finally it was over. But then, even the court case, he still was just really just reveling and winding them up when Mm. um he was asked as they do in court they would read the charges and ask if he understands the charges and he he just replied i might do oh that's so infuriating or do
2: i (laughs) (laughs) maybe i do maybe i don't (laughs) yes we all die but do we really die playing the pipes and wandering down
3: the car (laughs) yeah and so i mean as you can probably guess he was found guilty. The good people in Sheffield were like, nope, yep. <laughs> you're done. Um, for the charges of murder, he was sentenced to three terms of life imprisonment and to serve a minimum of 25 years. Pretty soon, he was transferred to a mental institution and he ain't never getting out of that.
2: Thank you. Is he still alive? Do you know? No idea. Well, it's hard to find out, isn't it? Cause the book no was written in the 90s. Don't question me. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I regret it. I regret it now. My murderer this week is Graham Dwyer from Dublin. Um, but I'm going to start with the victim.
3: I can't believe that there are any murderers in Dublin. I've been three times. It's like my favourite place.
2: It's the happiest place in the world. It is. Like, it's where nobody drunk cries in Dublin yes you just drunk dance people dance dressed as leprechauns and have dance-offs loads of dance-offs loved it so apparently people die in Dublin Uh, so I'm going to start with Elaine O'Hara and she was born in Dublin in 1976 Um, she had a difficult time at school she'd suffered from mental health issues during her teenage years tell Um, me about it (laughs) as do we all Uh, continued into adulthood uh, she was diagnosed with depression and borderline personality disorder. Yeah, do you know what that is? It's the bloody pill.
3: <laughs> Why? Really? Well, did you see, I think they've been doing research into the, a male contraceptive pill. Yeah. And they've stopped it because men were having side effects. But when they did the original trials for the female contraceptive pill, the side effects they encountered were way worse, particularly including depression and yet they went ahead no. because no one gives a shit about women get Sophie Hagen on the case no just <laughs> make men take the bloody pill
2: yeah I'd be down for that they? would you trust them to take it I think yeah. I'd be paranoid the same way as you can say I trust you to yeah I know but as a woman like be- you know you've taken it
3: yeah but it's that kind of logic that means that we're saying like oh men you don't have to be responsible no I know, but yes but... be responsible I'm not going to de-skill you know
2: i don't know i don't know if i trust them okay that's I'm take the it second well. <laughs> feminist run in like two episodes <laughs> so so like we can hashtag feminism next to our podcast isn't it? this podcast for men too wider reach uh so after losing her mother in 2005 say so her mum died she was quite close to her mum. and she moved out of her family home into an apartment um to a suburb of dublin and she began to train as a teacher I mean, if you've got depression, depression. don't be a fucking teacher. <laughs> well, don't do it. Um, so in 2007. Uh, 2007. Oh, so this is recent. Yeah, pretty recent. So 2007, she began using um, sex websites. <laughs> I, I don't think she ever did become a teacher. There's no mention. I think she was just, she started training as a teacher. And then was oh, like, one knaps- of those. <laughs> one of the 40% who drops out the first two years. She's in there uh so she began using sex websites and she began messaging a man named graham when dwyer
3: you say using sex websites which mean just like watching
2: porn or like no she like signed up how do you some... use a website <laughs> she signed up for some like deviant sex website but like i think it was it wasn't like some really weird like terrible one it was just one for people who want to like try new stuff type thing so she started messaging graham dwyer age 36 um and they started using terms like master and slave oh okay so graham was the master and elaine was the slave cool. so she was kind of into this dynamic of like he was in charge um and he and like he kind of enjoyed that as well so he was using these websites on the side because he was married I love using a
3: website. Using it's a nice so oh right. So he's
2: married but yeah, he's looking for work to do. And he's uh he's not telling his wife. So his wife, um, was an architect, he's an architect, and his wife is an architect, um, and they have two children together. Uh she was very hard working. And she was... She kind of thought something was going on. She was suspicious. She thought he might be having an affair. Um, She'd spotted the
3: dog collars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she was like, he keeps asking me to do weird stuff. And to be fair, I don't think she ever knew anything about this sex stuff. Like, they had vanilla sex. They were just... Right. Um, and he just didn't even bring it up with her. So she's like... She's like the mother. And he's like, that's that, that's part of my life. And now this is right, something else. Right, definitely
3: compartmentalising. Yeah.
2: So... In Dwyer and Ahara's messages they discussed rape fantasies and extreme bondage. Um which I think it, I, I don't it's think it's completely then. abnormal. Like that's that's fairly normal. Um
3: Yeah it's like I wouldn't even say is that that's not even like that a bit like core, is it? But like
2: some like Everyone kind of aggressive sex, guys. isn't it? Like Um Okay, so <laughs>
3: this isn't next, a sex podcast. Next time I see your
2: fiance, I'll be like oh. Rape fantasy. <laughs> they all run out the door. Um, but uh, it did sort of escalate where Dwyer uh, said that he wanted O'Hara to help him find someone for him to cut. Oh. So he wanted some blood play in the as well. Yeah, not so. so it's taken tame. it to the next level. Uh, oh, so call oh. it,
3: calling it blood play makes it sound so harmless as well. No. <laughs> blood yeah, that does
2: horrible horrible um i mean some people are into it if it's consensual who are we to judge but
3: no i don't know is that too mean
2: it's the thing that people do if they okay if they enjoy it but i mean she's quite a vulnerable person yes he's very much the kind of aggressor and he's saying i think he was sort of phrasing it as like I I want to do this and you need to help me, kind of like... Right, he's not asking to cut her, he's just... But he's saying, help me to find someone to cut. She made a... So she's still depressed. They've been talking for quite a long time, um, meeting up occasionally, and she made a suicide attempt in 2012. Uh, She didn't tell him beforehand. She told him afterwards, so she'd been... I think she went into hospital... Um, she came out and his response to finding out that she'd made a suicide attempt was that he was upset that she'd tried it without him being there. Oh, shit. So he wanted to be involved in the suicide. So, I mean, he, Not a friend you need. It's not, it's not supportive in the way that she needs this. Like, oh, I wanted to help. Oh. Um, so she's, she's in a bit of a rough patch. She's really struggling with this depression. Um, and she began to ask Dwyer to make her pregnant. So she wants a baby then. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because that's not difficult. Which is the
2: solution. Uh, he agreed to it. I mean If, if imagine it. this.
3: He could keep the placenta. No.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Worse. He said, I will give you a baby. I will have a child with you if you help me to kill a person a life for a life
3: oh my god
2: and she oh god she's gonna have said yes isn't she because there's no story
3: without it but that's awful
2: i mean this guy's already a dad to two kids i mean obviously this is all on the internet now they they obviously know about this or can find out about this but imagine it's horrific i don't think she did say yes um but okay. that was just i mean this is all from the messages they got oh, from the for lugs. the communications yeah uh which might kind of tell you about who's telling the story later on or the fact that no one's telling the story later on so you that's a hint of what's going to happen but in these conversations that he's she's saying i want a baby and he's saying i want to kill someone right so completely different pages though <laughs> i want a lovely family i want a murder
0: maybe
2: uh, <laughs> together we can make it happen <laughs> Tit for tat. <laughs> so Dwyer wrote that he had um on the messages that he had an uncontrollable desire to rape, stab and kill. So he said, these are the things that I want to do. So I was thinking about BTK. BTK is bind, bind torture kill. So he would be R S K. Yeah. So <laughs> rape, stab, kill. That's his, his kind of mantra. These are the things yeah. that I want in life. And he filmed sexual videos of himself uh stabbing O'Hara. Um, not to death, oh, but gosh. kind of...
3: Oh, so they actually did meet up and get involved. Then. Yeah, they were
2: having sex, as well as other women. So when they took his computer um, later on, they ca- they found all these videos of him sort of stabbing or kind of slashing women um, consensually. He would found women that were guess, up for this.
3: Again, my first thought is, I want to see how hot he is because I don't know... <laughs> because... Like, how can you convince, he looks, to be able to convince multiple women? Although I guess maybe I'm just assuming that everyone's like me and wouldn't be into it. But but he's, I mean, he's
2: looking in the right places. He's fine. He's using the internet to find like-minded people. He's using people. it to his <laughs> advantage. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a normal office bloke. Like, he just right. looks like someone's husband who works in an office. They're the stabbiest. <laughs> <laughs> They're the stabbiest. So he said to O'Hara in text, if you ever want to die, promise me you'll let me do it. <laughs> Uh... Well, fair enough. I mean, uh, there's some there's some
3: morality like, there, but le- yeah, like there's a little bit. Like, if you really want to kill someone, you're going to do someone that wants to be killed. But okay. she's
2: a vulnerable person, and she yeah, she probably doesn't want to. She him. she probably would rather have some help and support. Rather, I mean, it's not the best kind of. If the, he's the only person she can talk to, she, she's, yeah, not a, she's not got she's not got a chance. Please has she?
3: kill yourself.
2: Yeah. Um, it's my birthday soon, <laughs> and he had uh, affairs with other suicidal women as well. So he, he was seeking out. He was trying
3: of... to get someone to kill themselves.
2: Yeah, to... oh, God. He was seeking out women who wanted that's to die.
3: Really fucked. Up. Which I
2: guess he, pro- he probably did. Like no, we almost that's kind of the went. Sickest thing. It's isn't it horrible? But he kind of. I bet he justified that in his head. Yeah, like I said. Yeah.
3: Like if I'm going to kill someone, it's going to be consensual. But that's not. But fucking he's real. basically
2: finding the most vulnerable people in society and kind of oh, preying on them, yes. which is distressing he's
3: found his market
2: yeah he's found women who are up for anything because they're at that stage in their life where they just they don't know what else to do
3: yeah
2: um so on august the 22nd 2012 um ihara went missing no she so...
3: didn't. <laughs> she's she's gone i think i know where
2: she is she was last seen well obviously she wasn't last seen by this person but she was last seen publicly by a cho- a jogger in, i don't think it's always the joggers it.
3: some of these joggers have got to be murderers because most of the time when you find a body it's a
2: jogger yeah. dog walkers again they're my number two suspects so she was last seen in this is an irish name shana ganag shana she was found in ireland she, we know that for sure she's she's in a place called shanagan um, and uh, her car was found and she was possibly seen but they couldn't say it was definitely her crying by her mother's grave um nearby but that's not confirmed so someone said i saw someone crying and it was where her mum was buried so okay. it's a possibility she went to visit her mum, um um but her, she was last seen there and it wasn't till august 21st 2013 so this is t- to one day before the, the whole year
3: right. that
2: she's been gone missing um, that Elaine's body was discovered by a dog walker. <laughs> oh my God, I
3: yeah. told you the dog walker. Yes,
2: yeah. on a Dublin mountain. So the dog uh, discovered bones and she thought they were animal bones um, but then she saw clothing. Uh, so she contacted the landowner who was Frank Doyle Who? Lovely name. I if if anyone is interested in um, watching like prison uh, prison dramas, Frankie Doyle is a character of Wentworth. Wentworth is the one that I tried to get you to watch. If you like Orange is the New Black, it's an Australian prison drama called Wentworth. This is Frank Doyle. Is Frank Doyle also a person out of a?
3: The name sounds super familiar,
2: like Father Ted or something.
3: Oh yeah, we're thinking Father Doyle.
2: Father Doyle. Um, But he contacted the police. Also
3: Irish though.
2: Yeah, there we go. Doyle. Doyle. Um, On on 10th of September, two fishermen then discovered handcuffs. Oh, sure. A ball gag, which is one of those balls that you kind of put in your mouth, you can't take off. Um, (laughs) Are you like, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Preaching this to the converted. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) I'm not going to look in your bedside table. Uh, Restraints, uh, they were all in the reservoir. Which usually was flooded, but because it had been a heat wave, because it was the summer.
3: A heat wave in Ireland. Now, someone is lying. These fish. Right. If I'm a police detective, fisherman, where have you found the- these handcuffs? Um, in this dry lake. Because of the heat wave, no. I'm taking you down.
2: You did it. Um, so they found them in this shallow area that was usually covered over. Not um, true. And there was also a store loyalty card.
3: Oh, this is ridiculous. This is like people have planted these things. But it had O'Hara's
2: name on, so that's how they found that it was, it was O'Hara her. that had gone. Never buy the store loyalty cards. Not <laughs> yeah.
3: for this exact reason. No, but if
2: you get murdered, you want them to know that it was, it's your body. Hmm. So it's lucky she had it. So then they launched a murder investigation. Because it, remember, this woman's been gone Before for a year. Well they years. just
3: assumed missing. Well, they
2: didn't, it's just she was missing. They found a body, but it wasn't like... They didn't know whose body it was. It was just kind of... So this is how they linked it to her and they knew that it was her body that they'd found. So they looked at her computer. Mm -hmm. She's been gone for years, still got her computer. Um, I'm assuming her apartment's just been empty. And they looked at the records and that linked O'Hara to Dwyer. And then they found the sex videos and the text messages. So this is where all this evidence comes from. Um, So obviously he went to trial. He was charged charge of murder. Um... Family distraught, wife like devastated, oh God, Jamie wife and yeah, kids. wife and kids. So she's all over the papers. She's got a pub with all this stuff. And during the trial, the defense argued that evidence did not link Dwyer to Ahara's death, except that...
3: for the fact they were saying,
2: "Go on, let me see <laughs> yeah. you." And they argued that that was just pure fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a possible. It'd be a big coincidence, they wouldn't. Yeah. it? but then I mean, if
3: she but she had she tried wanted to kill, to herself, kill herself before herself. I think that's I think that's the problem is that they probably thought she just managed to do it
2: so the prosecution argued that Dwyer had taken advantage of her, O'Hara and manipulated her which like he
3: still I feel like even if they didn't convict him of murder there still should be some punishment for what he's doing like is that surely is that not that's, that yeah, level of that level women. of coercion must be illegal
2: yeah trying to convince someone to vulnerable to commit suicide yeah um so there wasn't a murder weapon found ever. Um based on the text messages they convicted him of murder. He maintained he was innocent. What the did entire they say time. her
3: cause of death was?
2: Um they didn't know. I mean it was oh, they literally the body found was like so Bones yeah. and then like her card. So it was so long after. Um obviously it'd been a year, they'd had sort of the summer period as well. Yeah, all those dog walkers trampling around. So he's been the on kinky fisherman yeah. trampling He's been open. on Suicide Watch in prison oh right so all the irony he doesn't see his wife and children anymore so she's just like goodbye see you later you would be move on um, and it's been reported that he is now a model prisoner so he is he'll be Mr. January next year helping help, another yeah. kind of model <laughs> and uh, he's convinced his sentence is going to be overturned um he has been accused of being quite flippant and a lot of people do think that he is genuinely a psychopath in the way that he handled the trial oh so this
3: is how it's left then because there's reason i there probably is reasonable doubt there
2: so it's not a hundred percent that he did it there's no there's no obvious um sort of evidence that totally links him to it but there's just all these text messages and all this kind of uh linkage and he kind of he joked during the trial always like oh it's fifty shades of graham because obviously it was just after fifty oh shades goodness. of grey had come out I mean if he someone... said that that's yeah, not the said daily,
3: daily mail headline, he like... said it
2: if someone else had said it it would have been clever if you said it it's just creepy very creepy. But that sounds like it's
3: probably a screen name. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um fifty shades of graham at gmail dot com so <laughs> through try emailing it so since dwyer um has been in prison uh quite a few other cases of murder of a series of young women who were depressed um have been considered and uh, uh, his
3: ladies
2: do we know they, they think that it might have been him um but they, ha- they haven't proven anything but it, i mean it's all conjecture but there's a 17 year old school girl um who disappeared um and Dwyer had mentioned in text to O'Hara, but there's no evidence that he directly messaged her. It's just mm. that he mentioned her, and um, but he's never admitted to killing anyone, basically.
3: So it seems that the only problem with doing a true crime podcast is that it definitely ends on a downer. It's such a bummer at the end. <laughs>
2: like, oh, oh, any happy tales to share? Shall we just cuddle
3: for- <laughs> For a minute. Um so palette cleanser Twitter. <laughs>
2: Twitter. yeah. Um we are Slaughter the Pod on Twitter at SlaughterThePod. Um we are obviously Slaughter Slaughter on iTunes. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please do rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about it, share the word. We I know we've got lots of listeners in America. Um but both of them sound great yeah <laughs> No, there's more um uh yeah please tell your friends and keep listening yeah have a lovely week but don't wake
3: because listening to slaughter doesn't make you a psycho killing people does